oh my god, it was torture. It was like napalm just coming out of my anus. <laughs> That's the cut right there. It was just napalm coming out of my anus. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're the boys, and we are decaying. We're coming at you faster than Karrion Cross can lose his debut match to Jeff Hardy. So, we love beer, and we love wrestling, and we love our friends over at 412 Brewery. Located in the north side of Pittsburgh, 412 offers delicious brews to go alongside some of the best sporting events in the city. 412 is a dog-friendly, seven-day-a-week tap house packed with a variety of brews to satisfy the craft beer fan in your family. Get more details by following 412 at 412 Brewery on all social media. Make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, how's everybody doing? Doing great. And just since you're bringing up 412, uh, Bash Brew will be out in at the Schoolkill County Beer Fest next Saturday. This upcoming Saturday when you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, pouring with 412. So, we will have a beer at their tent. Come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. If you're out that way and you want to stop by and see Adam as he reps... 412 and bash brew please by all means get out there i think tickets are still on sale right they haven't sold yeah. that up yep yeah still on sale so grab them up man it's gonna be a great time i'll do my best to remember some uh the came with the boys stickers <laughs> too for everybody. if you can yeah. if not do, i completely I'll understand do my best. it's a week away i'll forget a lot you also can't promote three things at the same time i think that's kind of disingenuous nah <laughs> no that's only two things bash brew yeah, to came with the but are you pouring with 412 or are you pouring as bash brew i'm pouring as bash brew. oh i'll just be at their yeah. i'll be at their tent Fuck it then. Take all of our stickers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be promoting them when when their representatives at the, in the John or whatever. But Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. You got to take off the Bash Brew t-shirt and put on the 412 t-shirt. Oh, no, no. Bash Brew t-shirt. All the whole day. time. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have uh, one of our one of our friends here, guest producer, Mr. Yonald Yanni. It's good to have you in the house, buddy. How you doing? Pretty good, man. That's I'm just excited to have you here right now. It's it's a pleasure. Yeah. It's always it's always so wonderful to have you here, especially because you know jack shit about wrestling. Yep. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. Yeah. So how, how have you been? Pretty good. I mean, just life's been flowing. Yeah. And I'm high as shit. Yeah. And, and, and. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, Yanni's here today to promote his new weed line that he's selling. No, <laughs> uh, Don't tease me like that, man. Oh, uh, man. If you could sell your own weed line, I would be heavily impressed and also would be interested in investing. I got you covered. See, that's what I like about you. So we are now decaying with the boys. We're going to have uh, Yanni in throughout the episode. I can't wait to see what you add to this, my friend. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, real quick, I just want to know, uh, how are you guys feeling about the continued swerve from CM Punk? I don't think it's a swerve anymore, brother. Is it confirmed? I think it's confirmed. I read a report last night that it is a done deal. So Ink to paper. Yeah. So That he's an AEW. All the insiders that talk to me, all two of them, love you guys. Thank you so much for all your uh, leaking to me. Uh, there was all the rumors were going out, especially from above in WWE, where some top guys were like, "It's legitimately happening." The CM Punk is signed with AEW. Um, but what's funny is because CM Punk uh, 
I read this article where it's like, oh no, CM Punk's going to wrestle for Jack and Ace Spades Duffy Wrestling League under a new name with a new manager. And I was like, wait a minute, is, is he, yeah. he going to like crush the indies real quick to get the ring rust out? And I was like, I'm reading the article and they hooked me, man. So he was going by Ricky Rabies uh, and that he already wrestled a dark match with his new manager, Vicky Rabies, and that he would uh, reportedly be a heel. And this was on the new star show, Heels. Heels will focus on men and women who try to take their dreams up to the next level to make them come true in a small, tight-knit local wrestling community. Cameos from other notable wrestlers should make this a fantastic show for wrestling fans to get into. I don't know. I saw the trailer. First off, I don't have stars, so yeah, nobody does. my opinion doesn't fucking matter anyway. But the show looks awful. Yeah, it looks like shit. It looks like a super drama, and it just yeah. looks bad. Also, too, who's the guy who kind of looks like Hangman Adam Page, but it's not him? don't know who that yeah, actor is. It, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. It's like the main character's brother. Like, you should have just got Hangman Adam Page. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a cross <laughs> between Hangman Adam Page and Young Edge. <laughs> yeah. And it and he just looks like a yeah. loser. Like, he just yeah. doesn't look like a wrestler at all. It doesn't look good, but I can just say, so, uh, other wrestling-themed movies and shows have done well. Like, I like Glow. Glow was really good. Glow was good. That was fantastic. And, I, and I've always, always, always loved The Wrestler, the movie The, the Wrestler. Movie, yep. Yeah. That was fantastic, and I don't think that this is going to be able to capture that, but they are going to try to... I mean, you got good talent to push the show, which was fantastic. CM Punk is... He literally sells anything. Like, he he did really well in that horror movie on Netflix. The yes, Girl on the Third Floor. Girl on the Third Floor, yeah. And that was good, and his star power really sold that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, Heels does well on Stars. I don't, I'm never going to watch it because mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay $8 a month to watch anything on Stars. Right. Yeah, it's not happening. Well, uh, yeah, speaking of The Wrestler, though, I actually... Me and my wife watched it on a recent brew day, um, and I wasn't sure if she'd get into it or not. I yeah. just wanted to watch it because I like awesome. it, and I didn't have to pay full attention to it because I saw it before. Yeah. But she was like fully invested in it, and then at the end, <laughs> where the screen just cuts to black, she just went, what the fuck? Are we supposed <laughs> to think he died? I was like, eh, it's, up to, it's up to you. She's like, damn it. That like, heart she was completely into it. Yeah, that heart's pounding. He's about to go off the top rope, and it sounds like he's having arrhythmia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did coke before he came out. But, I mean, back to CM Punk a little bit. Like, yeah. huge, huge news. It's going to be fantastic to see him come out and actually be in a wrestling ring. He's still in his prime. He still looks really good. Uh, and he can finally put that terrible MMA career behind I, him. Because yeah. he, I mean. One loss, one no contest. Yeah, boom. You're looking good. Fantastic. He got one man. of those losses he raced this yeah. in the past month. So. Because someone tests positive for weed. Yeah. Whatever. Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah. There you go. So. testing positive for weed and it gets you out of olympics too by the way apparently yeah. you can yeah. be fast as fuck boy and you're still out out see ya but yeah we'll talk about some other yeah. notable signings and returns later on in the news but yeah cm punk definitely the big story this week i saw it first uh fightful yeah. dropped the story i think it was tuesday mm -hmm. afternoon might have been wednesday afternoon and yeah. yeah the internet just exploded and then i saw so fightful gave yours pwi gave me another article where they were saying that uh, Tony Khan met with CM Punk and basically said, whatever you want up to this dollar amount. And then anything you want after that is all yours. Wow. So can you, I mean, I can only imagine what it's going to be like to see CM Punk have the lid taken off him and he can do whatever he well, wants. And I heard it wasn't about the money for him. Yeah. Either. Like he wanted a good storyline, good opponents. Yeah. And we'll do a little fantasy booking with him later. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, Can't freaking wait. Can't wait for <gasps> AEW to go to Chicago. I think sometime in October. Yeah. Right? It's uh late October. Yeah. yeah, dude. It's he if he doesn't debut there to get that entire city to blow up, 
I don't know what AEW well, is doing. All out in Chicago? All Out is I know in Chicago. it has been yeah. in the past, so yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I did see an article that All Out ticket prices have dramatically Skyrocket. been affected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think it's happened. How many Pepsi uh, t-shirts are you going to see in the crowd? All of them. I'm, I'm buying. I mean, yeah. I already have a couple CM Punk shirts. I'm buying. Your Chicago oh, hardcore shirt's really yeah, cool. I fucking love that shirt. Yeah. So, speaking of things we love, we like to feature beers on this podcast, and Adam decided to bring us uh, a bevy of, of Hitchhiker beers. So, Adam, can you please let the people know what the three of us will be sampling? Yeah, we are featuring Hitchhiker this week. Uh, they opened up in 2014 in Mount Lebanon, and now they've moved to Sharpsburg, PA, but they kept the Mount Lebanon tap room. So, if you're in either area, look up Hitchhiker. They do some great sours, great IPAs. And some really good stouts when they have stouts on. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we have, a, we have a stout later today. But first, we have the So Soft Cashmere IPA from Hitchhiker, like I said. And it is a 6.2, I imagine, Cashmere IPA. It's going to be a hazy, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Sound effects, man. We get paid for sound effects. So while Adam pours this beer, if you guys want to find out what's happening with Hitchhiker Beer, all you have to do is search out Hitchhiker Beer on all social media. They always have something going on at both of their tap rooms. And I can tell you, uh, going to the Sharpsburg one, I love that place. Uh, the staff is very friendly. And they always have rotating taps. And usually anything on tap is usually in a can, too, that you can take home with you. Usually not, yeah. yeah. During during COVID, they were selling out of cans fast. Super fast. Now it's a little more accessible. And you, if you're local to Pittsburgh... Uh, you can usually catch them in Market District, Giant Eagles, mm -hmm. and some beer distributors. Now, yeah, so. I, the place up by me, uh, they ha they have a whole fridge just hitchhiker. My wife picked these ones up at a Washington Beer no. up in wow. Trinity Point in Washington, PA. In Washington? They have, they have a ton of hitchhiker. Now. Hell yeah, dude. And great prices. Yeah. So cheers, boys. Cheers. Hell yeah, my dudes. Oh, yeah. That's cashmere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super pillowy. Yeah, man. Little bit of hoppiness, but amazing amount of like fruitiness yeah the, the fruitiness almost counterbalances the hop it makes it like you said super smooth it's it's cashmere baby hmm. banana banana <laughs> banana ban Jeez. you can only you can only hum so yanni you can only hum so much of a song before you get flagged uh -oh. so i stopped okay so they can't come get me Fair enough. Because <laughs> like, they're definitely listening to us. Yeah, definitely not. Like that Starbucks rap. Led Zeppelin doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you know who the fuck we are. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's great. It's got a light body to it, so it lets the hop shine through. Yeah. I really, really enjoy this. Yeah, so thank you, Hitchhiker. And again, if you want to find out what's going on at Hitchhiker, it's Hitchhiker on all social media. Uh, check them out and tell them the boy sent you. So, Adam, we had a wonderfully average Money in the Bank I thought it was better than average for WWE. There were parts of this card that made me very upset, and we will get into that. However, I will say that Mystic Matt is back in the house. I threw down the Money in the Bank picks for yeah. Wint, and I hit both of them. And not only did I do that, but you know, fast fast forward from Money in the Bank, Nikki Cross, almost superhero, took home the Raw Women's Championship the very next next night. So let's get into this card. Sure. So we started off with the Usos coming off of their ARD DUI hotel stint, uh, going against the Mysterio family uh, for the SmackDown tag team titles. Um, this is a great match, I believe. It was great pacing. I uh, didn't quite... I didn't know this was happening. 
I didn't know this was going to be on the card. It was kind of like, to me, I don't know if it was an add on, but it was in the kickoff. Yeah, it was in the pre show. Yeah. Um, what a match to have in the pre show, by the way. Two phenomenally skilled teams. I like to see Dominic uh, continue to grow as a wrestler. I think he did a fantastic job. And then, of course, Rey Mysterio is timeless. Yeah. He stopped aging at 37. I mean, well, like 36, he blew both knees and looked older than ever. And then <laughs> he got him repaired and now looks great again. He's just buff, man. He's a buff, like four foot tall guy. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So you had a great mixture here. You had a lot of, uh, a lot of high flying, enough high flying and enough brawling to make this uh, a match that anybody could really get into. What I really liked here is that the Usos, even though they won, which I didn't want to see happen, they did win with a cheap roll up. They right. they got the they got the bad pin. Which, well, they yeah. they had to win for the storyline. Yeah, the, the, the bloodline. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it works. It was a good match. Yeah, um, I guess their punishment was getting thrown on the pre-show, but still getting the belts. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Yeah. yeah. God, man. You know, one time I got a speeding ticket in South Strabane, and the judge called me almost called me a piece of shit. Because I was going 10 mile an hour over in a 35 mile an hour You should zone. be a wrestler, sir. I should be a wrestler because I could have a fucking IC title or something by now. You need to be a wrestler and you need to be related to the two biggest wrestlers in WWE history. That's Roman it? Reigns and The Rock. That's all? Fuck. Well, I'll get right on that. I, I can marry in, right? Yeah, sure. Where's, what's Nia Jax up to? <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the other Uso brother that's single. Mm, he's cute. I'd do it. He's got great facial hair. Yeah, speaking of great facial hair, Nikki Ash, <laughs> who is supported by the Scottish warrior. See, there you go. Yeah. And is married to Damo, who has body hair all over, all over the there. place. He is a werewolf. So the ladies, the ladies uh, Money in the Bank ladder match kicked off uh, right after that to really kick off the card itself, where you had all the contestants duking it out for a contract to take on anybody they wanted to for the respective titles for Raw and SmackDown. Um Great spots in this thing. The thing that I didn't like about it was right at the beginning when you had Alexa Bliss trying to use telekinesis to get to get the belt. I laughed so yeah. hard. Yeah, I popped the wrong way. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, just her like staring aimlessly at people was cool, like a serial killer. And then she tried to like she like slowly lowered herself and put her hand up like I'm going to get it like this. The best spot was her and Zelina Vega on the ladder, and then she like tranced her. Yeah, and made her climb down the ladder. But the problem with that was Alexa also had to climb yeah. down the ladder so advantage zelina gone. yeah well also too that's the only thing zelina got to do of any substance recently because all she does is lose now right. so she took a sick ladder bump yeah she did she man. was like laying on it and somebody got power bombed on her i can't remember but i, I give a lot of credit to tamina i thought tamina did a great job uh, carrying up. dude she i do not think so she was stiff but i'm telling you man you see that botchy botchy her corona well, yeah, I, for, I think it I was. I think that's so much her, though. I think she was trying to catch. I think it was Liv Tyler. Liv, yeah, Liv Tyler. Jesus Christ. Liv Morgan. I don't, always do this. Don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to miss. I can't say it all. I'll get sued by Aerosmith. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think she was trying to catch the Hurricane Rana. It looked like she caught it and then was like. Oh, yeah. Delayed thought. <laughs> oh, my, my dad murdered that lady. Oh, let me do this Hurricane Rana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I need to flip forward. So fast forward to uh, it, the, the ending became pretty predictable when you had three ladders and seven women. You brawling. knew the, you knew the ending was coming. Oh but yeah, you didn't know who was going to win. That's true. Uh, until you saw the only person on the ground was uh, Nikki Cross. So, but like, I mean, she did a great job, man. Yeah. So just to talk about her, like, she came out. Her entrance was kind of flat from the fans. Yeah. Like, not a huge pop. 
but she did that ladder spot and almost necked herself. For, she she climbed a ladder on the outside of the ring and then jumped on everybody in the inside. Yeah. But when she jumped, she pushed off a little too hard and the ladder kicked back mm-hmm. and she barely cleared the rope. But hit it, looked fine. If you see the zoom out version where she's yeah. just like coyote, leg yeah. kicking the, <laughs> like wily coyote falling off the cliff. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but a sick spot. Uh, and I think that got the crowd on her side. Yeah. And when she grabbed that belt, she got a huge yeah. pop. So I tell you what, man, she's really underrated. I think she's going to do really cool things. I hope they don't put the belt on her to have her lose it directly. Yeah, can I just again. vent a little bit about sure, her winning the championship? Yeah, great. I loved it. Cool time for her to cash in yeah. and everything. Fuck you, WWE, for giving her literally twenty seconds to celebrate before yep. the, before the fucking show was over. Like she just like really didn't get her moment. You yeah. like kind of saw her run for the fans and like jump on the barrier. That was it. Really cool, like, emotional moment, a genuine moment in WWE, not super scripted. And well, we got to go to yep. Silk Stockings, y'all. Uh, Silk Stockings <laughs> coming right back at you. Miss that show. I do miss that show. That was <laughs> that was softcore porn back when softcore yeah. porn wasn't censored on any of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Raw goes off the air with Stone Cold chugging two beers, and then it's right to soft sex. And yep. it's like, huh. It's like, huh, I think I'm maturing I right now. I think I just became a man. <laughs> Beer? Boobs? Okay. Strangulation? But yeah. Way Brian to go. Dennehy, what are you doing here? Way to go, Nikki. I hope you're not just uh, a transfer champion. Yeah. I think I think she's going to hold it for a little bit. I think her new gimmick is good for the the kids. Like, yeah. And Vince likes to have, you know, the money from the parents. That's so, true. So like, you can make a sick action figure out of her, do some merch, do some PSAs. Mm-hmm. She can hold it until Rumble, maybe, and yeah. then... It, you know it's going to be, right? It's going to be a bill towards her and Alexa Bliss, good versus evil, superhero versus supervillain. Well, that'll be terrible. But no, they, they put on good <laughs> matches together. It might they be, have. It might it's just Alexa's match. current gimmick is it's terrible. Horseshit. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I liked it, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So speaking of matches that I felt fell kind of flat, uh, we saw AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Titles. Um, you know anticlimactically of course aj and almost won i mean right. this is this there was there was a near fall for the viking raiders in the match where yeah. i thought they were almost got aj but um yeah it didn't happen yeah. i think this is aj's last hurrah with wwe and they're like freaking hope not. yeah because he is lifting some heavy heavy weight with almost he's so green yeah but oh, AJ, yeah. aj like helps him hide it Oh, yeah. As best he can. Well, it's, it's like, hey, I'm a little guy, and I need the big guy to do the big guy things. And that's uh, like the spot where almost threw AJ out of the ring into the into the spot on the outside. That was really cool. But I just think AJ is going to get tired of this because, he, he, I mean, you forget that he's like in his 40s. Yeah, I think he'll they'll drop the belts eventually. I think yeah. he'll go away for a while take a nice break and then come back do one more championship yeah. run and that might be about it which he deserves it yeah he deserves it uh but i i also like one good takeaway from this i really yeah. like the viking raiders they actually oh, yeah. tag wrestle like they tagged in and out 20 times in the yeah. match and i was like wow this is what tag wrestling should be like yeah and like I also, they would tag do a dual move cycle do a couple moves cycle back yeah. cycle back it was like really watching a well-planned match right it was just not super interesting because you kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. Also, too, the one thing with the Viking Raiders I really like, they have a unique tag in, tag out. Mm. They always they bump forearm. the forearms. Yep. That's like, you know what? Yeah. I, I do like the Viking Raiders a little more. But uh, 
I just don't I don't know what's next for them because I think they're gonna get a little buried because they lost to AJ Styles and Omos. But yeah. We'll see what happens next. So speaking of matches that we didn't need to see, uh Bobby Lashley completely flattened Kofi Kingston for the WWE championship. Uh this was <laughs> I don't know who Kofi Kingston pissed off in the back, but they built him so hard to have him come out and get flattened. Yeah. Brody Lee Cody Rhodes style flattened for nothing there there's what there's nothing about what he just did other than building him towards a mega match for bobby lashley that made sense in this match no i don't get this it was just build yeah what we all hoped was going to be bobby lashley and brock lesnar but it's going to be bobby lashley and goldberg yeah we'll get into that because i'm i have feelings so yeah uh spoiler alert inside eight minutes bobby lashley Beat the shit out of Kofi Kingston, and then finally put him into the Hurt Lock, and then that was it. Yeah. It's done. Not much to say about it. Not much. Uh, going on to the match that the ending kind of had me a little pissed. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship here. Um, this is a tough one, man, because I thought Ripley should have retained to, to build towards something else with somebody else, and it didn't work out that way. Yeah, I I didn't really I shouldn't say I didn't really care about who won. I would have liked Rhea to win. Mm-hmm. I was fine with Charlotte winning, but the if you go back to their this is real nerdy, but if you go back to their last match, Rhea got disqualified for hitting her with a little bit of the table as she like flipped it up. Yeah, uh, Charlotte won this match by kicking the steel stairs into her knee twice and then yeah. putting it in her. I was like, where's the D? Yeah, that should have been a DQ. It was just terrible booking. Um, <laughs> did like Charlotte Flair flicking off the crowd when that was nice. for Becky. Yes. <laughs> um, Becky did not return, even though she she clearly was in Texas. She posted on Twitter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good match. Uh, Charlotte Flair didn't miss her phantom kick by five feet this time. It was Which was nice. Feet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, God, every time I see Charlotte Flair, though, it's like she looks like a different person. Like, yep. she is drastically changing. And you could tell on this pay-per-view, because as she was entering, they were showing, like, her past championship yeah. wins. So, like, wow. you see her in, like, 2015, and you see her now, it's like... Totally different people. Yeah, doesn't even look like the yeah. same person. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, Flair wins by submission by using the steel steps to rearrange Ripley's knee, um, putting her in the figure four to pay homage to her father, Ric Flair. Um, at this point, though, this is when the Peacock Network went apeshit. This is when I went to bed. Yeah, <laughs> this is where... So... It was like 9.30 in the evening, yeah. and I was so pissed. I just was like, I'm going to bed. Fine. I tweeted at Peacock Network and WWE so much that they actually deleted some of my tweets. I just kept, like, flooding it, like a like a DOS attack. Like, bah, 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 bah. And I went like woke up the next morning after, like, this all, like, went away. And I saw – I probably put out 10, 10 tweets, seven of them deleted, and not by my hands. I mean, I was a little drunk watching Money in the Bank and pissed about it, but, like – you definitely deleted my tweets, man. <laughs> Peacock's like, scrub this. I'm missing John Morrison's entrance. <laughs> I just want to see I want to see Nakamura in the back lip syncing to someone else's entrance music. I couldn't even tell what they were doing. It though. ended up being Randy Orton's, and it was real funny. Oh, see, I got to go back and so see. So, like, Riddle, before the match, Riddle and Bose or Ghost or whatever, whatever the that guitar's name, name is. Yeah, Boogers. Boggs. I think it's Boggs. <laughs> Booger, man. Him and Booger were like, <laughs> freaking uh, Riddle was like, I really miss Randy, man. And he's like, oh, I could play a cover of his song. So he like starts playing it and yeah. uh, Riddle starts singing it and Nakamura's in the back just dancing. Oh my it was God. 
kind of pretty funny for WWE because yeah. like usually their shit's just corny, right? But um, yeah, and the uh, so watch the match the next day. Yes. Great, great match. Probably yeah. the best men's Money in the Bank match in the last four years. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I missed. Uh, I have to go back and watch it without it being kind of herky jerky because I even when I restart the Peacock app, it still had like moments where we cut out. So um, I definitely have to go back and watch it in a more smooth flow. And I want to see the segment before everyone came out. But you can really tell that, like, they made smart plays. John Morrison, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura. Those are three guys that you know aren't going to win this thing. They're not going to, but they can wrestle. I mean, yeah. it was smart to put them in. And then Ricochet, that huge spot he had off ladder, off top rope, into everybody yeah, else. Springboard into everybody else. And he almost Jeez. cleared everybody. He got yeah. some height. Dude, he's so athletic, Crazy man. Uh, so Biggie ended up winning the Money in the Bank contract. Of course, you should know that by now if you're listening. So uh, Biggie is already well making deserved. his plans. Oh, absolutely, huge pop. Everybody yeah. wanted him to win. So it's a smart play. Finally, creative kind of gets it right a little bit here. Um, the big swerve here, I think, would have been though uh, if you had someone like John Morrison win. <laughs> but yeah. this is not going to happen. I was, I was, I was pushing a little bit in the back of my mind for Nakamura to grab that thing. It would have been nice. Uh, but then we move on to the last match of the night, uh, taking over 33 minutes to find its end. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge for the Universal title. Um, this match had a little piece of everything. Great in work, uh, in ring work by both uh, two veterans. Edge is clearly still at the peak of his game. He yeah. knows what he's doing here. Yeah, he was good. Um, you kind of thought like the Usos were taken out of it. At one point, you're like, oh, yeah, they tried to come out. Mysterious kind of jumped back in and took him out. So, okay, cool. It's going to be a pure end to this match. And then it wasn't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, Seth Rollins is back in the game here uh, doing heel shit, which, I mean, he's good at. He's a good heel. Um, but Reigns won this by pinfall at 33 minutes and 10 seconds. That's a long-ass match. Yeah, you, I could have done – it was a good match, but I could have done without the first 10 minutes. It was very, like, rest-holdy. And, yeah. I mean, it was just for Roman to get some heel heat. I understand that, mm -hmm. but I, I just wanted to watch something else. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can establish that amount of heel heat in two minutes, yeah. not 10. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, great. Yeah, great match. Yeah. Both had their freaking working boots on and – yeah. Really, really Absolutely. did well. I mean, they looked freaking exhausted at the end of this. Yeah, thing. you could tell. And then it was, and you knew how tired Roman was because, surprise, surprise, John Cena came out to a huge pop, unexpectedly huge pop. <laughs> and when he comes down, uh, Roman Reigns cuts no part of a promo to retort. Just no, they the just did thing. the little stare off thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. And then I guess like after the cameras went off, John Cena addressed the WWE universe. Oh, I'm sure he did. And yeah. on Raw, he said, yeah. uh, he cussed. I forget what he called Roman. He either called him a bitch or that he was bullshit or something like that. About time. Yeah. Because John Cena's master of thugonomics, he used to spit some ill shit. He, he came back with a little bit more adult content. That's and nice. then he did some corny shit with Riddle that they should have just left of course. off. <laughs> At that point, I would call him Riddell. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah great uh i thought it was a good match uh especially the last two matches were awesome mm -hmm. uh i would i would i mean we're gonna get get into our favorites here in a second but um yeah. i would say the lashley match and the charlotte ripley match were the two most controversial yeah uh finishes like people either people loved them or hated pissed. Them. very polarizing yeah game. people were pissed about that kofi match so i gotta ask you adam after viewing this card probably one and a half times uh, to get back on all the other stuff, what is your match of the night? Let me look at him real quick. Um, I got to go with, I mean, it's 
pretty blatantly obvious, I think. Uh, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match was my favorite. Followed very closely by the women's Money yeah. in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. I am actually going to go with the Usos versus the Mysterios to oh. open it up. I thought it was a well-constructed tag match. Had enough of each side of it. High fly and some brawling. I liked it. I liked the, the end of it because uh, Mysterios lost dirty. Doesn't take anything away from them. And the Usos now continue to form Mecha Bloodline, wherever the hell they're doing. So that just furthers good storylines. I like seeing that. Who is your wrestler of the card? Uh, I want to say Big E, but I'm going to go with Nikki A.S.H. Uh, I, yeah. Just for her to come from where she was a year ago to where she's at now. Mm-hmm. Huge. And just a good match. Great po- like great turning the crowd to her favor during the match. Because they were not hot for her when she came out. And then when she won, they were thrilled. So yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you. Um, like That was my pick, for sure, would be Nikki. Um, but if I can't pick Nikki, because you pick Nikki, if I pick somebody else, I'm going to say it's going to be Edge. Cause I thought Edge put on a great yep. show. Even though he lost, he knew how to carry the match. Because um, there were times where Roman Reigns got a little too beefy, and Edge had to really carry some of those slower segments. So I give Edge a lot of credit there, even in the loss. So we talk about the good. we got to talk about the bad. What is your piss break match? Weird that a championship match would be my piss break match, but the Lashley-Kingston match, uh, I did watch the whole thing. Wish I didn't. Wish yeah. I would have just went and took a seven-minute shit. Yep. Because it would have <laughs> felt good, and this made me feel bad. I would have done the same thing, except uh, my shit would have lasted for 12 minutes and 55 seconds, because that styles Omos and Vikings Raider tag match was, at times, just too flat that, for me. That was That's my, yeah. that's my second choice. Yeah. yeah. So... From Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. So, do we know why Vince is trying to kill NXT with his grape-sized, grapefruit-sized testicles? <laughs> Adam, did you make edits while I was reading? No, not while you were reading this time. I did it about an hour ago before you showed up. <laughs> That's the only one, by the way. I okay. I, yeah, I didn't do it all over. I just wanted to throw one in there. This one right here? Yeah. So, Vince strikes back at NXT with his grapefruit-sized testicles. <laughs> So if you guys don't know yet, uh, a lot of things happened here. Karrion Cross got rolled in his debut. Keith Lee finally came back to only get completely demolished by Bobby Lashley. And Charlotte Flair can no longer count her NXT title reigns towards her overall total. I saw that. So is NXT now just a developmental league? I, you know what? I don't know. Like, it seems like it. It seems like Vince is definitely putting them on the totem pole below main roster. Which is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, because if I had to pick a product to watch on a weekly basis, it's NXT. Not only, and I feel real bad for Keith Lee because it was a surprise comeback for him. Then he got beat by Bobby Lashley. Then he got overshadowed by Goldberg again. Yep. Same thing happened when uh, he came when Goldberg came back to face yeah. Drew McIntyre. <sighs> Keith Lee took a pinfall in that match, undeservedly, and then got outshined by Goldberg. <laughs> Good lord! And then like, and then you look at Karrion Cross too. He got straight up neutered on his entrance. I I. I turned Raw off. Yeah. I, I saw that part. I texted you. Yeah. Can't believe they fucking did this. And I was like, I'll just watch the highlights yeah. tomorrow because this is crazy. I watched the whole match because it was only three minutes long. Yeah. Oh, I watched it, that whole match. And then I shut yeah. it off. Yeah. So if you didn't watch it, Karrion Cross on NXT has an, in, an incredible entrance. There's smoke. There's pomp. There's circumstance. He has an absolutely gorgeous, in real life wife, Scarlett Boudreaux, uh, who is just... 
Because his manager. Yeah, and she's a knockout, and she does so much uh, theatrically for his entrances. He didn't have his entrance. He didn't have his manager, and he got beat by Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy has been jobbing for the past year. Yeah. Uh, in terrible angles and storylines, but he beat probably, arguably, one of the best talents in all three brands. Yeah. Uh, you so carrying across at least one of the most pushed. Oh yeah, and he's supposed to be like a rubber stamp of like Conan the Barbarian because he has a very like very like Roman soldier look to him. Yeah, very jacked. Yeah, and then Jeff Hardy just beats him like right. and, and like handedly yeah. beats him. Um, that's that's going to be a downfall for Vince because I think at this point you're going to see a fracture. To completely summarize it in yeah. a way that'll piss you off, mm-hmm. one of WWE's up and coming top heels got beat by one of their fading, going out, being punished baby faces, and the baby face had to use heel tactics to do it. So like none of it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, but the metrics will tell you that things go well. Like the WWE fans. Like Goldberg, despite the fact that that's wrong, because the the metrics have come out on several occasions. Yanni, pay attention to this, man. Okay. So Goldberg has been pushed down the throats of the WWE universe for quite a few years. He's a part-time wrestler who likes to come back and get directly into the title scene. So uh, Vince is quoting metrics about pop and viewership when Goldberg comes out. Um, and then real metrics are coming out and saying that's when people turn off the TV, much a la Adam. Yep. Adam turned off the TV, uh, as did I. So Goldberg is back and he's back in the title picture. And despite the fact that he's being shut down by Bobby Lashley, it's going to happen. He's going to fight Bobby and Lashley. And he's looking old. Yeah. He he's looks looking real bad. Rough. Yeah. Um, so I wrote here too. <laughs> I mean, just seems like an excuse. Like they could. Brock wasn't accepting the money he yeah. was being offered, so they were like, oh, let's go get Goldberg. He does two matches a year and almost kills whatever super yeah. in there, I guess. He almost ended The Undertaker's last ride early. Yeah. Like, he dropped him directly on his neck with a botched jackhammer over in Saudi Arabia. Just almost killed him. And and The Undertaker is, like, the most adorable wrestler on the planet. He, like, worked 280 shows a year and wrestled on a broken neck. And Goldberg almost took him out. Um, but I said here, uh, the results are not shocking with the metrics that Vince is using because uh, because nobody wants some aging dum dum wrestling Bobby Lashley. Nope, don't want it. Can't want it. Uh, so moving on to things that are actually fucking incredible, Lance Archer wins the IWGP United States Championship after taking that strap away from John Moxley, snapping a record five consecutive title defenses. In a Texas death match on basic cable television. A pay-per-view worthy match. Amazing. Might be a little sacrilegious for me to say this. It was better than the barbed wire exploding death match with Moxley and Omega, in my opinion. Oh, it was. Yeah. Hands down. More violent and just better. Well, because I think both guys actually took real bumps. Yes. Omega avoided bumps. Lance Archer's like, nah, man. No, I'll take that right on my neck. Yep, let's do it. Thank you. Can I have another? And then the only reason why John Moxley lost, and I thought that the announcers did a really good job selling this, not because he was knocked out, he was caught in the barbed wire and he couldn't get out. So uh, at the end of the match here, Lance Archer throws John Moxley through two barbed wire spike tables uh, with a choke slam. Brutal spot. From the inside of the ring to the out to yeah, the floor. The strength Crazy. of this man. 
and the cell of John Moxley. Don't he, think he had the cell that much. I think it was that hurt. hurt bad. <laughs> his ear was like ripped open. Like his yeah. ear and his temple were completely oh. ripped open, and like, he was li- literally stuck in the barbed yeah. wire. He couldn't get out. Yeah. Um, it, everything looked great. Everything looked violent. Uh, two guys that really know how to show off. And then after the cameras went off, uh, John Moxley presented Lance Archer with the title and raised his hand. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did not see that. Great bout of sportsmanship awesome. there. Yeah. So M- cool. My favorite part of the match? Yeah. Basic cable TNT and the men are stabbing each other with forks. Yeah. <laughs> He's just right on the forehead. Oh, yeah. Just repeatedly, too. Like yeah. prison style. Bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. They, yeah. did a, <laughs> they did this spot the first time, which Moxley hit. Archer with the fork. Yes. And I was like, well, that was cool. We're not going to see that anymore. And then the went back and forth yep. two more times. It was nuts. I like to, when uh, Moxley brought it out, he pretended to eat a salad with it. He goes, oh, look, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> stab, 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 stab. It was really cool. Um, so AEW is clearly bringing back long-form storytelling and promotions. Uh, Chris Jericho made some statements during an interview that uh, a that cast a contrasting shadow on how AEW and WWE run their stables. Uh, the best comparison was some of the heat he received from WWE creative about how long the inner circle has been together with La Champion simply responding. Yeah. How's the hurt business doing? Uh, AEW allows their stables to stay together and they develop storylines within the stables and individually outside of the stables. It's something you haven't seen since. And I'm going to say it might be sacrilegious WCW, Right. WCW was great. You'd have five people in a stable. Each one of them have their own storylines against other people in other stables. And just all these it great matches. Yeah. Um, and also to see that Chris Jericho continues to piss off WWE is just fantastic. <laughs> I don't know why they're concerned. Like, they got other stuff to worry about. <laughs> yeah, like they're failing ticket sales in New York. Yeah, while AEW is taking off in New York. Uh, and also, too, if you're looking for tickets for the Pittsburgh show for Rampage, unfortunately, sold out, man. You can't get a ticket now. Gone. Well, yeah, I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh no, I never got mine. Oh no, they're gone. But maybe you can get. There might be some secondary sales. Uh, everybody in Pittsburgh, CM Punk's not gonna be there yet. Yeah, uh, sell them. Yeah, sell your tickets real quick. I just want to oh. go. It's gonna be a cool, cool thing, especially because you know Britt Baker is definitely gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Huge pop. Britsburg, baby. Britsburg, DMD. So lastly, Daniel uh, Brian, Brian Danielson, Corey Matthews, Sean Hunter, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is confirmed to be signed with AEW. Uh, we don't know what his name is going to be, but we do know that the coveted free agent is scheduled to appear before a live crowd when AEW invades Queens, New York. According to a report from PWI, thanks again to the insiders that's uh, throwing me some information, Danielson wanted uh, fewer dates, comparable money, freedom to work in Japan, and total control over his in-ring character. And reports indicate that good old Tony Khan had absolutely no issue giving these requested items to Danielson, much akin to CM Punk. What a great acquisition. Old Danny Danielson coming back. He's going to do some cool stuff, yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. Uh, really happy that this signing happened. Uh, and this one was confirmed like Wednesday, I think. It's like yeah. for sure. And they it does look like that Queen show is going to be his debut. Yes. So pumped. For for a quick second, can I talk about some other debuts that happened yeah, this week? Yeah, like, of course. Crazy. It's not the no, please. I'll shout out Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. But uh, also got Nick Gage showing up yeah. on. Speaking of Chris Jericho, he will be on this Wednesday against Jericho in a hardcore match. Which I don't know if Jericho is going to survive. Like, yeah. shoot. Survive. He's going to lose parts of his career. I wonder if there's going to be light tubes. Oh, yeah. There's going to be light tubes. I feel tubes. like there has to be. Yeah, because Gage is wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to that, um, Slammiversary was last weekend. Yeah. Uh, TNA brought in names from New Japan, AEW, 
and NWA. Uh, so just a run and a, and a former uh, WWE talent. So just to run down who showed up, uh, Chelsea Green, who we talked about, mm-hmm. she showed up and teamed with her. The Hot Mess Express. Yeah, her real life uh, boyfriend, Zach Ryder. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, thank you for his whoop, whoop. real name. Uh, Mickey James showed up from NWA. Uh, Thunder Rosa showed up. The letdown of the night was No Way Jose showed up. Yeah, he was there for sure. <laughs> he looked like shit. Yes. And then the biggest of the night. No, no, no diss to Thunder Rosa, because that was my big Oh, she's my But boo. Jay White showed up from oh. Japan to do a stare down with Kenny Omega. Brother Switchblade. Oh, so man. Huge. And then uh, as of last night or yeah. sometime yesterday, Thunder Rosa got officially signed by AEW. Yes. She got let out of, bought out of her NWA contract early mm-hmm. and is now AEW. Wonderful. And that means there is a collision course in AEW between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, I, be- I honestly believe the only reason why... Thunder Rosa has not challenged higher end talent in AEW is because she wasn't officially signed with them. Right. And now that she is. That's why she was never entitled yeah, to attention. I she's going to fuck somebody up. Yeah. Also, too, the cool thing about uh, Jay White, he's recruiting Chris Bay. I saw that. Yeah. I did see that. That's yeah. pretty cool. There's some cool, interesting stuff going yeah. on in Impact for once. It, is it safe to say, Adam, that you're actually becoming a fan of the Forbidden Door? Mm, when it's not called the Forbidden Door, I do like what's happening. <laughs> Are you a fan of Crossover Mania? Um, has Excalibur said that? Is this all Excalibur quotes? Because I hate him. <laughs> Have you ever liked racially insensitive comments? Because <laughs> that's what that's what Excalibur is known, known for. <laughs> no, I think uh, this is so cool because we're seeing uh, some of the predominant, what considered still considered indie wrestlers. Uh, to come together and do some really cool things. And just to close out, like, all these cool debuts and everything going great yeah. for AEW, uh, I saw on the rumor roundup this morning that <laughs> to combat this, uh, to combat AEW signing CM Punk and Brian Danielson, uh, they're going to try to get Braun Strowman back. <laughs> so we're going to go to break. <laughs> Way to go, WWE. Yeah. You can really read the crowd. Choo-choo, dum-dums. So we are going to cut to a break and we're going to throw some ads at you and there are people who love us and we love them. Uh, so if you want to check them out and support them, you support us and you support us. We get to do some cool things for you. So we will see you on the other side. I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no-scrape technology. Yep, no cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boy sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because, again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, we can bring you some cool stuff. So what I did here is I sent it out to the Twitterverse for a little bit of a showdown. And 
I asked you guys for your grades on Money in the Bank 2021, and you guys actually came back pretty strong with passing grades here. Uh, 80% of you voted for it to be an A, and 20% to a B. And I would say, personally myself, I'm going to lean towards B, probably B minus, only because some of the outcomes were kind of chintzy, and I didn't really like how some of the story writing was. But I will say I can see where you want to be an A because the Money in the Bank ladder matches were fantastic. So yeah, I agree with you. I'd go, I'd go solid B. Yeah. Um, really surprised nobody in our Twitterverse went below a B though. So that's a pretty positive sign, especially for a WWE show. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you this, I put out one, uh, here and I was like, do you think that live crowds are changing the shows? And people were like, no, still sucks dick. And I was like, okay, I'm not putting that one on here. No, see, I think, I think the live crowd definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's cause you're seeing people. And I think I made this comment before, like people like, Kenny Omega, who don't do well in like subdued crowds and stuff, he needs a crowd to pick him up, which works now. His little spider to the fly comment this week was dumb. I almost threw a stool through my teeth. It was dumb. It was he terrible. He is clown shoes. Yep. How is he pretending like he doesn't know how to do a promo now? I don't know. Because he could do it in New Japan New, wonderfully. Yeah. New Japan, he was uh, an assassin with those like press, Those press conferences they were told, he was great. Dude, fantastic. I yeah. mean, not the best, but uh, compared to what he's doing now, oh, yeah. he was great. They're trying to make it like, they're they're trying to set it up to where Don Callis is going to be like the puppet master and there'll be a defection and all that, whatever. We'll get into that when it happens because rest assured, it will. It will, yeah. So we talked about CM Punk coming back. Uh, I, I wrote here all but confirmed, but I'm seeing more confirmations than anything. But I put it out there. CM Punk shows up AEW. Who do you want to see him feud with first? Uh, the choices out here were uh, Kenny Omega, or whoever the AEW champion was, uh, Miro, or whoever the TNT title champion was, or Darby Allen, because he's been doing some pretty cool stuff, and then John Moxley, because, I mean, John Moxley's John Moxley. Uh, you guys came in hot for Omega and Moxley at 40 and 50%, uh, respectfully, and then Darby Allen got 10%. Uh, Miro got nothing. I'm, is, a, I'm okay with that. I don't know, man. I think Miro is going to – I think Miro is only breaking into what he can do. He's – no, I think he's great. I just don't think him and him and Punk aren't just aren't an appealing matchup to That's me. That's true. It's it like a be, super clash of styles. I say stri- oh, they're both kind of strike heavy. Yeah. I'd rather see uh, Danielson and Miro. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, little guy versus big guy. Little guy's like crazy. Yeah. So uh, my pick uh, is not any of these people. Who do you have? I want him to go against MJF because those mic battles are going to be insane. Wow. Yeah. Punk and MJF? Yep. That'd be cool. Or, or like, how about a warm-up? Eddie Kingston. I'll take that, too. <laughs> I think they have some history from the indies. I'm sure they have to, man. Because CM Punk and Danielson, like, ruled Ring of Honor for right. how long. And then, yeah, that'd be cool. So, speaking of cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff, uh, we are into round two. And we need to know what that round two beer is because we are featuring Hitchhiker. So, Adam, let the people know. We got another new one that was out, I believe, last weekend. It is called the Full Frost. It is an Imperial Milk Stout coming in at 9.2%, I believe. Oh, just 9%. Sorry, folks. Okay. 9% Imperial Milk Stout uh, with the pink frosted animal crackers in it. (laughs) Or or cookies, rather. Um, Some strawberry and raspberry puree, uh, milk sugar, a little bit of lactose, and then some vanilla to round it out. That sounds fantastic. And again, as previously stated, while Adam is cracking this beer... Sound effects. Uh, you can find out what's going on at Hitchhiker by searching at Hitchhiker on all social media to see what they got going on. Um, I do believe they have food trucks that show up every once in a while too. So if you're out there and you really want to see what's happening, there will be some food for you. They had chicken coop there one time and it was a knockout. I had some spicy maple syrup glazed chicken tenders and I was in heaven. Which reminds me, 
uh, we do this around lunchtime, and I'm dying. So, oh yeah, oh we're yeah, gonna, we're we're gonna we're gonna get some talking. I'm gonna this. get aggressive here. So, but uh, yeah, and another shout out to Washington Beer in Trinity Point. When we mentioned them in the first segment, I forgot to say not only do they have a great can selection, but you can mix and match any of their single cans. You can build your own four pack. So if you want to try a little bit of everything from Hitchhiker, go down there again. Their single can prices are super reasonable. Uh, right by the Walmart and Trinity Point in that same shopping plaza. So go check them out. They've opened about a year ago. I think they opened during COVID or right yeah. before. So I'm sure they'd appreciate some business. And they get some great – they get New Trail. They get Hitchhiker. They get Gnome. They get the big ones from Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. Take a little trip. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And it's just great that you can – I love that you can do a mix and match. Yeah. So For sure. Because I, I don't – I mean, the places I go to, I have to buy a straight four always. Most, and, of, the, most of the places around yeah. here you do too. Which sucks because what if you do get one that's just kind of a bummer? And you got to drink three more of them or try to fake your friends out and give it to them, which I'm pretty good. Bingo. At. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, just took a sip of this thing and it surprised the hell. I mean, it's super sweet. I mean, yeah. it has all those different elements into it, but you can definitely taste that uh, frosting in there. It, it plays hard. See, I get a little bit of that. I get a ton of the raspberry. Yeah. I get a bunch of raspberry and then it ends with vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, it smooths And up, then it comes know. back kind of roasty, like how I like my stouts. So yeah, fruited stout, not usually my style. I like, we talked about triple shakes on this podcast before. Yes. Coffee stouts are my go-to. Yes. But uh, this is really good for, for being a fruited. I, I know I like can take it as what it's supposed to be. And yeah. it is well done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the, yeah, the raspberry is playing hard and you could definitely, you, you got, it's, it's bordering on the pastry. So, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get over lactose notes i don't get a lot of that milk sugar which i do appreciate yeah it keeps it a little just like all the sweetness is from the fruit i mm-hmm. feel like and i think too like even the body of it, it's it's a little thinner than i was expecting yeah, that's probably don't know don't brew for them but yeah. with my experience with like mass-produced cookies yeah it's probably from that frosting on the cookies yeah the, kind of thinned out the the brominated the oil the, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but good job, Hitchhiker. We enjoy your stuff. Yeah, delicious. We look forward to getting more stuff from you, um, and we'll see what we can get from you in the future. So, Adam, we're talking about frosted animal cookies here. Cracker, they're at crackers to me, by the way. They'll never be frosted animal cookies. I don't care. What see, animal says. crackers are a completely different thing. Though. Yeah, I do. I Crack- I get it. The crackers are way better. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. So we're taking that walk down memory lane, and we did before too with our favorite childhood cartoons. Which made me yearn for more simpler times, you know? There was nothing like a night of Jolt Cola, Cheetos, and possibly some delivery pizza while wasting hours upon hours blasting through your favorite video games with your friends. So, Adam, I challenge you to the Mount Rushmore of retro video games, and you better remember the fucking Konami code. (laughs) So, we will be talking retro games, and for us... Being the age we are, in our mid-30s, retro to us means Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Sega Genesis all the way backwards. Um, I have played Atari. That is in play. And I've also played ColecoVision. So nice. I don't know if any of those games are going to make it. Uh, I played Atari before. Um, just a qualifier from the beginning. Still have my favorites. But as a kid, did not own a Sega or a Super Nintendo. But played the hell out of them at my friends' houses. And then, and then, the, I mean, you. that was also the year of the... You know, the arcades were huge. So those big cabinet games, like, played a lot of titles on cabinet games. But you you do have the advantage here. I was, uh, my mom liked for me to read. (laughs) So she never bought me a video game system when I was a kid. 
Um, but I did have a Commodore 64, which had some crossover. Yeah. I had the early Windows games and stuff, which had some crossover. Doom. So, well, you looking at my notes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess. The, so, his first pick. <laughs> so, Yanni, don't forget too, man. If you want to jump in here and, and make some arguments about these games, that's what we brought you in for. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you around. Okay. Because I, I always forget that we're, we're a touch older than you. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Tiny smidge, but it's all right. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do here. And if you want to jump in and say something that doesn't sound right, that's what we brought you in for. You got it, boss. Okay. So, Adam, I believe it last time I went first because I ruined you. You ruined me on the I first two picks. ruined well, you. finisher moves. So, I'm going to give you home field advantage. You own the Jojitorium. So you own the very first overall first pick. Well, spoiler alert, Matt guessed it. It's Doom. That was easy. <laughs> so uh, really my introduction to first-person shooters was a different game, uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, hell but, yeah. But uh, Doom just took that engine, made it scarier, took away the Nazis. Nobody likes Nazis, especially, especially Yanni. Especially in this basement today. Yeah. Um, and just improved it, made it scarier, made the weapons better. Yeah. Doom was Wolfenstein just ramped up to 11. Uh, so Doom is my first pick. What a wonderful choice, by the way. And I'm glad that I was able to kind of guess it. And I apologize and it, well, for that. And it, it was exactly why you said, because yeah. I could play that on PC mm -hmm. back in the early 90s. And that made a lot of difference because I did not have yeah. a gaming system. As soon as you said Commodore 64, I was like, if you didn't play Doom on the Commodore 64, right. you should have just thrown it away. So sorry to spoil your first round pick, but... You gave you gave me the the breadcrumbs. I found the house there, you old witch. And thanks thanks <laughs> thanks to my dad for being into those yeah. terribly violent video games when I was a kid. Yeah. He got, he bought them and installed them, and I just figured out how where he hid the discs. Absolutely. I would play Wolfenstein so much, like <laughs> at midnight when I was eight. <laughs> Super inappropriate. Do you remember the so when Wolfenstein? I mean, it hit like modern times, like in the two thousands, where people were doing modifications and stuff, and they made Mecha Hitler. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, Mecha Hitler's like, I'm here for you. And blah, 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 blah. So your parents or your dad was super into violent video games. My mom was into not supervising me, which is why I had video games. I had a Super Nintendo. I had a Sega Genesis. I had all those things. It's a one-time cost. And it, so overall, it's yeah. cheaper than a babysitter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I would not move. I definitely <clears throat> wouldn't fucking move. So for me, the game that I lost too many hours to and i'm actually still pretty good at so if you want some heat you can come try to smoke me on some mortal Kombat. oh mortal Kombat, and i played it for the sega genesis so it was the it was the mk original um scratch, it, scratch it yep that was my second pick see i'm, I'm getting so much better <laughs> at this so uh mortal Kombat. uh Everyone should know what Mortal Kombat is, first and foremost. Um, but if you don't know what Mortal Kombat is, it is the battle from other universes uh, to rule the world through fighting to the death. Um, and the first game only had like eight characters. So the replayability was low, unless you were me. And then it was high. <laughs> and also, too, like it's the first game where you saw active blood and active murders on, on screen. Uh, most notably, the one that caused all the drama was Scorpion burning somebody alive by taking off his mask. And that's the one where the MSRP, not MSRP, what is it? Is it MSRP? Yeah, is it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The MSRP was like established because of Mortal Kombat. So, yeah, much old, uh, yeah. Oh, what's her name? Oh. Freaking Al Gore's 
old lady. You know, Tipper. I'm, Tipper Gore. Yeah, Tipper Gore. That's We're it. headed up that hole. Uh, BS. And, and Tipper should have learned her lesson from whenever they put the explicit lyrics label on things for yeah. rock music and rap music. I think it was music. all around the same yeah. time. Because Mortal Kombat sales went through the roof. Yep. So get over here with my second, my first overall pick, Mortal Kombat. Great choice. Thanks. Uh, did take my second choice, but I had two. Nice. And they were very similar styles of games. And the one I'm going to say now is a little bit more of a uh, heartfelt pick for me. Uh, as a kid, I would my mom worked for and volunteered for the Stoke and Rocks Boys and Girls Clubs. And they had a couple video game cabinets in their game room there. And I stole a bunch of quarters out of my mom's purse to play this one because nice. they had the cabinet. And I was really freaking good at the game. Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Capcom. Oh, so, so is it original Street Fighter 2 or Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Original Street Fighter 2. Nice, man. Because they didn't have the Turbo cabinet. Cammy can go fuck off. You were just there for guys to look at. Like, not a big fan. I'm not a, not the Turbo's a letdown, but no, I'm into that original. And my favorite character was Blanca for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, dude, Street Fighter 2 was such a cool game. I remember playing it on Super Nintendo. Um, and then when turbo came out, it blew my little mind. Cause I was like, everything's so fast. Everything's cranked up. That's all it was too. Like this coding just got boosted. So yeah. And they added like four yeah. characters. Yeah. And then Balrog came out then, right? The, the, the boxer, the boxer, no, he was in, he's in turbo. Wasn't he, was, he? he was in turbo, but yeah. he was in the original too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I liked him a lot. Cause he had that dash punch. Nothing was like unblockable. I used to, that him and uh, Honda, e Honda, e Honda. Yeah. I owned with the e Honda. He just wasn't my favorite because he was fat. Yeah, well, <laughs> but nobody could beat me when I was e Honda. Oh yeah, fast hands, baby, just yeah. like Chun Li's fast feet. Nice pick. I really enjoy that one. So I'm gonna dip back into another game where I lost uh, a lot of time here, and that is, and there's really no setup to this because everyone knows the best blue guy in the game, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Because Tails made his appearance in that one, and so did Knuckles uh, when he did the Chaos Emerald runs. So uh, I, I remember getting that game for Sega Genesis uh, in the winter, and I would lose. I actually called off a of school. I would fake sick to stay home and play Sonic the Hedgehog 2 um, because I was trying to unlock Golden Sonic the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, like I... I lost countless hours and my friends would come over and it was the only time I think I've ever impressed a group of people with something that I really love to do. They're like, Jesus Christ, he never dies. Cause it was like, you know, when you die, you gave the control to somebody else. Right. I never fucking died. You had to get, bring lunch when I'm playing Sonic Hedgehog 2 cause you're just gonna be waiting around for a while. I'm good at platformers and that was like one of the first platforms I wasted all my time on. So yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Can't disagree that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is superior to the first one, but, um, I don't know, top four. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what else we got. He's iconic. He is iconic. Yeah. Not as iconic as Nintendo's. Oh, little I Italian. Knew you were going to do it. Oh, no, no, no. It's not my pick. That's not? not? No, no, no. Okay. Well, it's on you, man. Okay. Well, for my third pick, I'm going to another cabinet I enjoyed, but was also for Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, just. Uh, kind of like how you were with Sonic 2, countless hours spent. And when you played with, when you played on a cabinet, you could get all four of your friends. Like yes. you could get you and three friends to join. You could each be a turtle, and it was awesome. The home version I did play a couple times, but it was only two player for which sucks. SNES, which was like, oh man, this is a lot harder with just two. Yeah, <laughs> when you have four people and everyone's like concentrating on one person. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know what else to say, just a classic platformer, really hard to find now because yes. of licensing issues, um, but it was great back in the day. You mm-hmm. had the different colored foot soldiers, each color meant they had, like, a different weapon. It was, it was just really unique and a lot of fun. Yeah, I can agree with that, man. Uh, I remember lining up, so I used, when I lived in a really small town, they had a little arcade to the side, and they had TMNT, Turtles in Time, and I remember being there with, like, all my friends, we all just rotate, we all want to be Michelangelo, because he's the coolest one, clearly, so we would all take turns trying to jump in, and I think at some point, we broke the machine, we forced so many quarters into it that the counter wouldn't count quarters anymore, it would just force out the bottom. Oh yeah. Full, oh, yeah, he filled it up. Yeah, so we re- they replaced it with my next pick because they were smart. They knew more pods on the cabinet meant more kids. More kids means more money. And who better to lead a league of mutants than a bunch of kids? So my favorite from the multiplayer is the original X-Men cabinet oh shoot i forgot about that one it was fantastic so you took my turtles one and i this is my backup only because i didn't think you were gonna pick turtles but i'm glad you did because i remember now that that was in the very heat of the 90s whenever you were watching x-men on saturday morning cartoons and wondering why jubilee was even involved in it but if you wanted to see her die you could pick her and she get crushed (laughs) the cool thing about that game so like my favorite part of that game was the Turtles game, you had four turtles. You pick your favorite turtle. Yeah. X-Men, you could, like... It was almost like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Like, there were a bunch of different X-Men mm-hmm. you could play as, and they all had different movesets and different, like, mm-hmm. special superpowers and stuff. That was a really freaking cool game. It was also really cool, too, because it was one of the video games where you could... Like, if Cyclops was on with, like, Wolverine, Cyclops could use his vision and hit Wolverine's yeah. claws and then disperse the beams everywhere. So it was, like, the first step into... Like team moves, which you see now, like uh, like the whole X Men versus Capcom thing, right, right. like a lot of that happens. But you motherfuckers forgot that that shit was already going on back when the X Men cabinet was taking all my quarters. Completely forgot about that. Game. Yeah, so really good pick. Can I do an honorable mention to of one course that was very similar to those yeah. two games, but was horseshit in retrospect? The Simpsons. Oh game. yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say yeah. It was built. To, it was built for you to hemorrhage quarters. It yeah. was so hard. Yeah, it was yeah. really hard, and the, it was clunky as hell. Oh, compared so to that you're fighting that big head. What the hell was that shit? I don't. You're just yeah, like you're I, skateboarding the shit I out of it. I still don't remember what the fuck that yeah. was from. But I, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Game. So what do you got, man? So number four, really tough. I feel like I should go with the classic. I'm just gonna rattle off some that I'm not gonna pick. Yeah. Um, Duck Hunt was super classic. Yeah. On Nintendo, but definitely not one of my favorites. Um, Super Mario 3, super classic. Oh, yeah. Go against your hedgehog real well. Super well. But not going to pick it. We're a wrestling podcast, and I threw a bunch of quarters into WWF Raw back in the day. Oh, yeah. But not that much fun mm-hmm. when the new wrestling games came around. <laughs> so, my final pick, going into the sports genre, NBA Jam. Oh, he's on fire. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Dude, what a great pick. Yeah. So, uh, again, another cabinet I played a lot. Played it a lot at home. I play it now on my cell phone. They have an updated version with, like, current players. And I still fucking can sing threes like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, NBA Jam. Probably the second sports game I got into right behind NHL 94, which was also almost my fourth pick. Yes. Um, but I just definitely spent more time on NBA Jam. 
I like I like playing NHL '94 by myself. Yes. I like playing NBA Jam with friends. Being so. Mike Madonna and just not yeah. letting anyone touch the puck, <laughs> making them making them bleed. Number '99 super fame. It's so fucking good. What a great pick, man. Uh, and I and honestly, NHL '94 was on my list. And I was like, mm, I think Adam's gonna pick that in like his first like it was two. Very close because like yeah. almost all I play nowadays is mm. the NHL games. Yeah, so I just. I, they're so good. I'm not fast enough to do the Call of Duties and the Halos of the world it's too anymore. Quick. And just getting dominated by a 12 year old in freaking Russia just like breaks my Julius. heart. Julius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to eat my halushki and fuck your mother. It's like, and it, it hurts it's like, more. Yeah, man, I'm just getting owned. <laughs> I'm just getting yeah. It's like his nuts haven't even dropped yet, and he's piping 360 scope oh, style, yeah. jumping off the top of a roof. Yeah. We're doing retro games here, but Adam and I have played a significant amount of new games. Oh, which, I, I played a ton yeah. in college. Like, now life's got other things thrown at me. Yeah. So I I like to just play something I can pause and put down yeah. if I need to run somewhere. But, yeah, I maybe someday I'll get back into it. I don't know. Probably not, though. Probably not. We're gonna my be, skills are just deteriorating. We're going to be very busy in the next couple of years, yeah. I think, my friend. So I have to take a swerve have to because i've stayed true to myself in retro gaming and i have to say the things that i definitely played more than others Which and final fantasy are you picking so final <laughs> fantasy one is amazing so is final fantasy two i actually owned original copies of one two and three and i sold them for a lot of money yeah yeah people well and like two it was always weird with final fantasy because like two mm -hmm. is actually the fourth one yeah or the fifth one they kind of yeah. star wars did like yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. one before this yeah. one this one fits her but in the same vein as Final Fantasy, there was a game that was released by, uh, it, at the time it's called Square Soft, but now it's called Square Enix. Uh, I know what it is. So there's a game called Chrono Trigger. Not Cr what I thought. Chrono Trigger is heralded as the best JRPG import to ever hit the Super Nintendo. All the sequels are bullshit. Everyone's always wanted one. It's never happened the right way. Chrono Trigger was one of the first video games to ever have multiple endings throughout your decision making side quests significantly influenced the outcome of the game and if you can unlock the ultimate ending which i've done because i played the shit out of it and i had the, i had the gamer's manual for it too so i was cheating a little bit it is so worth like it takes 80 hours to beat the game See, when you said Squaresoft, I thought you were going Resident Evil because I knew you were a big fan of that too. But that might have been, that it's was PlayStation this, 1. Right? Okay. Yeah, it's PS1. Now, I will say, fuck yeah, I'm definitely going to, like, if I have to pick, like, newer video games, right. PS1 and up, Resident Evil uh, 1 and 4 are going to, like, compete on my list. But for here, I can confidently say, and I will stand on my Nerd Mountain and I will die on my Geek Hill and say that I spent, I've beaten Chrono Trigger enough to, I burnt a cartridge out. I saved it enough times where I couldn't save anymore. The cartridge was hot when I when I played it. So Chrono Trigger, I knew you would never pick it. No. So I left it for the end. Never. Don't even know yeah, what it is. To really dominate my nerdiness, to let you inside my head. Chrono Trigger is my last pick, but honestly, it would be my first. But I didn't want you to make fun of me for my first round pick. Like oh, you always, I would have. I know. You've been like, no, no, the fuck that is. I'm like, oh, yeah, way to go with an import. <laughs> yeah. But let me just let me just tell you, it is hands down at the generation it's that and like dragons dragon's tail i think are like the two that are like the not, best ones not an rpg guy yeah here. fantastic great gameplay i've cool heard story. i mean i know yeah. final final fantasy yeah just because 
it's very popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger actually has been known to be better than like in that era. So Chrono Trigger, the original, was better critically than Final Fantasy one, two, and three. Wow. Yeah. So I highly recommend if you. It's on ports everywhere. You can get emulators and try it out. I might. I might try it out. It's fun and it's a good time waster too because it's something you can put down and pick back up. And as you progress through the storylines, really cool and special moves that you pick up as you learn them. It, it feels very well paced. You don't feel like nice. you're slogging yourself down. But yeah, and you're not. Game. You're not just being. It's not repetitively. No, the- no, no. And it's not. It's not like the surprise mechanics too. Like Final Fantasy, you're like walking on a map. All of a sudden, like you're in a you're in a fight. You can see enemies on the screen actively as you traverse through all the different worlds and timelines okay uh great game won't be on the won't be on the mount rushmore but i had to put this out i love current triggers so yawn you're gonna have to help out with this part because we are going to decide out of these eight the top four so who do you think real quick though you heard all adams and you heard all mine who do you think has the better four i think you do matt oh my goodness I beat Adam again. It's because you fucking got Mortal Kombat, which is of course. really strong. Sounds like you should have done better with your first round no, picks. No, Doom is, <laughs> Doom is better than Mortal Kombat. I don't, I don't I mean, fucking like so. Don't, give don't get me fuck. wrong. Like, Doom's pretty solid, but the Chrono Trigger probably uh, so capped it. Yeah, you got a nerd fan over here. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man, I saw his eyes light up whenever I said Chrono Trigger. I was like, I got, th- I got him. I do want to say something. Yeah. Are, are, we, are we doing the final four here? Yeah. Before we get to that, I really appreciate that, like, Sonic the Hedgehog was probably one of the only, like, classic, classic ones we picked. Yeah. We don't have Mario on here. We don't have Yoshi. Donkey Kong didn't make it. We could have easily done just I'm that. I'm surprised, yeah. like, Metronoid didn't pop yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't make it. When I was when I was constructing mine, I really I really buy into Nostal- what... I went nostalgic. Yeah. Like, there, what yeah. games? I almost put, like, okay. Toe Jam and Earl on there. Uh, Battletoads. Nolan Ryan's Baseball from the NES. I played a lot. Dude, I used to <laughs> fuck that game up. Don't know that one. Dude, it's it's one of the best baseball simulators from early consoles. It okay. You customize players. You can manage teams. It was like ahead of its time. I was playing gotcha. hardball okay. three years. Yeah, you get pissed. It was like the '93 rosters with the red box. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would throw I, that. Well, I played it on. Uh, that might have been Commodore 64 or like the first gen of Windows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. Like yeah. that and Tom Landry football were like Hell my yeah. first two yeah. sports games. I, I like Tom Landry football. Tom Landry man. football was good. It was, it was really just, good. It was a total sim. Like you just yeah. were the coach and called the play and your dudes had to execute it. But it was, I really it was liked it, man. Yeah. Tecmo Bowl also didn't make it on here. See, I don't Bonus. know that one. See, that's a strong one. Bonus too, football. Yeah. But like you go back and you think about the games, you spend all your time with your friends and these are the ones we did yep. or the ones you found yourself devoting your time to. I didn't devote as much time to uh, Mario as I did to Mortal Kombat. Well, since our guest producer picked you as the winner, yep. you can put you can nominate the first one, I guess. Mortal Kombat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mortal points. Kombat's number one. But clearly. I'm also probably going to leave Street Fighter 2 off of it because Mortal Kombat was the superior fighting game. Even though I spent more time with Street Fighter 2, uh, I did like Mortal Kombat better. Um, but I'll go ahead and throw my number one pick up there, Doom. Yeah. And that's and that's what you should do because uh, Doom is hands down the predecessor to the first person shooters that we have to get to play now. Yeah, it was. I I think the first, like I said, I played was Wolfenstein, but it was. I think it was. They were both made by ID and everything. Yeah, I, I think it was the exact same engine, mm-hmm. just 
better. Yeah, and then ID just stayed on board, and they just kept pushing. Yeah, because they did Quake, Quake too, all right? the Quakes. Which was yeah, the best. Oh yeah, probably also, my favorite to this. Day. Oh yeah, like yeah. Goldeneye. I love the multiplayer, but Doom aspect sm- to it. The, but Quake, Quake smashes it. Smoke. Yeah. Also, too, how revolutionary was it that they had Trent Reznor doing all the sound effects and for music Quake. for Quake One? When I liked, I don't know if it was if Quake One had it, but Quake was the first shooter that I played that did it well. It's like you shot a body part and your enemy reacted. Yeah, the shot physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if you hit him in the left shoulder, the left shoulder went back yeah. and blew apart and stuff like that. Like, that it's was really huge. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What, what do they call that? Strike mechanics or something like that? We know about crumple, crumple physics. physics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for me, I'm going to say that, um, you know, Mortal Kombat is something I play by myself a lot. Um, played with some friends. I want to say the one uh, game that I played with everybody else that I really wasted time with was the X-Men cabinet. So I'm going to put X-Men in there as my second pick towards the overall, only because I'm not going to pick Adam's TMT. Fuck, fuck you. I think it should be TMT. Yanni? TMNT. I mean, I'm, I'm not very familiar with these two games only because okay. of where I was, uh, <laughs> was brought into yeah. this world. I he was born yet. <laughs> so. Were you a glimmer in your dad's eye when these cabinets were out? I, so. I don't even think I was a glimmer. Oh Jesus! I wasn't even a thought. Yeah, when we, you were ninety, born in ninety five, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we were playing. That years. might have been the no X Men was probably out before that. It was. It was like I know. I know Ninja yeah. Turtles was. So I was playing it in elementary school. Yeah. But um. But you know who the turtles are. You know I know the who X-Men. the turtles and who X Men are. Yes, so. for sure. Um. I grew up more on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than X-Men. Okay, that's fine. And that's why we brought you in here, man. Well, I would say, t- I would think the Turtles game came out first. It did. It was like the predecessor. I do think X-Men made great improvements on it, but yeah. I'm going with the OG on this. I one. would definitely say Turtles in Time is, is if I if I had to say one had to kill X-Men, it would be the Ninja Turtles. Oh, no, I'm going yeah. to be selfish and take NBA Jam. I know you are, and I knew it was. <laughs> but actually, can I just, can I replace that? Yeah. I want to make it. We didn't even put it on our individual ones. I want to say NHL 94. Fuck it. Really? Yep. You're taking your honorable mention and you're throwing it on the Mount Rushmore? I'm going to try. Unless you veto me and try to throw Sonic up there. Honestly? Or if you think NBA Jam was a better game, that's fine too. It wasn't. It wasn't. NHL NHL 94 was EA's first good game. I mean, like good simulator. I agree. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it, man. Because, yeah, that, NHL 94. NBA Jam wasn't EA. That was a claim, right? That was a claim, yeah. yeah. All the graphics was very... I mean, it was very Mortal yeah, Kombat. Very much uh, so. Like, yeah. with the graphics. Cool. So, uh, so, our Mount Rushmore is Mortal Kombat, Doom, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and a surprise fourth, NHL 94. Let's do it. it. Get out there. Get emulators. Play these games. You won't be upset. They're great games. They're great games to play. I love them. I love them on all different kinds of ports. I love playing when I can. Um, and I hope one day I can get my kids into playing these so I can get back to playing them myself. <laughs> Dad, help me beat this level. <laughs> so I actually put in here, do you remember the, the most difficult game you ever played, Adam? The game that like frustrated you the most? No, probably not. Because if it frustrated me as a kid, I just stopped playing yeah. it. That you just like, you're like, this is too much. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'll go back to something on 94. Yeah. <laughs> 94. Uh, I mentioned it before. I was like, Battletoads was mine. I would get to the level where you're on the jet ski and you're riding in someone's brain. I don't even freaking remember. Oh, dude. It was like you're riding a, a ski doo and you're trying to like hit jumps and stuff and you have to hit them in sequences. It was so hard that I almost couldn't tell you what the level after it was. Do you know what? Oh, the original 
I think it was called Donkey Kong. Like where oh. Mario made his debut. Yes. I mean, that's real old. Yeah, yeah. That game frustrated the fuck out of me, but I played it a lot because mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it. Because the barrels are very unpredictable. Right. Like they can sometimes go down ladders and sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, I'm behind this ladder. So that's the first one I remember like slamming a controller to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we always put it out to you guys to send in your questions, comments, emails, and whatevs. So we have three really good questions right now. Um, some of them make me laugh. Some of them make me think. So Adam, uh, this person wants to know, this may have been tackled before, but I'm new to craft beer. What makes an IPA a West Coast, a hazy, or a session? So yeah, I think, well, I think we tackled what's the difference between a West Coast and a New England IPA. Yes. Which, um, but yeah, we didn't really touch on session. And again, I'll qualify it as saying I'm not a brew judge. I'm not a brew master. I'm not anything. This is just my mm-hmm. opinions and how I brew them. Um, but a West Coast is the more classic style that gained popularity in the early 90s, um, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, it's clear. You can see through it. Uh, it's usually hoppy, really bitter up front, piney, citrusy sometimes. Um and just makes you kind of pucker with bitterness. Yeah. Uh, hazy is a New England IPA. It's an interchangeable. Hazy is kind of like the slang slang term yeah. for it now. Um, but they're cloudy. They're a little bit thicker on the mouth. Pillowy. The cashmere one we had today was a yeah. hazy. Um, so usually a little more stone fruit forward. Uh, maybe even sweet. Sometimes there's lactose in them. Sometimes there's not. Um, not as bitter. Uh, sometimes like a danky bitterness up front yeah. that fades. Um, higher calories. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Let's say they're liquid Big Macs. Yeah, and the, and the hazies <laughs> get uh, a lot of their – I haze mine up with oats. Yeah. Uh, usually there's like a little bit more wheat in those than a West Coast. And then for our third thing, sessions can be a New England or a West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, sessions are not referring to appearance or taste so much as what the ABV is. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything – don't know the – technically what makes a session a session like yeah. what percentage is the cutoff but i would say it's either five five percent or like five and a half percent and yeah. under yeah um or sessions and they're just called sessions because you can drink them yeah. in a drinking session and not feel bloated and not feel bad the next day you can crush a yeah. four to six of them and yeah. i wouldn't recommend driving home maybe but no you, you'll wake up yeah. a little clearer mind well i would say too i think sessions always fall into like the what, what am i going to tailgate with and i don't want to drink pbr right so i want something with a little more spicy and, to and it. you see sessions. you see sessions coming up real big now just yeah. with the calorie conscious uh not for sure yeah you know audience not audience customer base out there yeah um those hazies are <laughs> really high in calories so you're seeing session hazies you're seeing session yeah basically west coast or american ipas um but yeah i that's that's my breakdown. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree with it more. I always say, if you want some bite, you get a West Coast. If you want some adjuncty stuff, you get a hazy. And if you want something you can sip on all day, you and get a session. I will say West Coast probably got its name because they they took it. The originators of yeah. IPAs are the Brits. Yes. Actual England. Yeah, because it lasted um, longer in the barrels. Right. Yeah. So I would say it's West Coast because I'm just guessing California and mm-hmm. Oregon did it in America first yeah. and kind of Americanized it in the, that's when I'm saying late eighties, early nineties. And thank God they did too, by the way, cause West coast is my favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. Style. I just love the bitiness. I like, I think when I think West coast, I think IPA, I think I'm going to get a, a pucker bomb. I love them. 
um, and the maltiness. Yeah, every time somebody says they're going to San Diego, I'm like, oh, you're oh, you're going to go check out Stone? Yeah. Lagunitas? Oh, yeah. Always. And they're like, no, go into the fucking beach, you weirdo. <laughs> He's like, uh, take a side session there, buddy. <laughs> they're like, Stone, Stone, Lagunitas, and Ballast Point are all on the same city block in, in downtown San Diego. If you don't go to them, you're doing some disservice. So um, the second question here, we uh, this one gets asked a bunch of times. Are you guys AEW fanboys? Uh, we just talk. Yeah. I already was kind of a fanboy, and now they're just bringing in CM Punk. Yeah, Daniel. Uh, well, Brian Daniels. Yeah, you better watch out. It's copyrights. Yeah. Um. So you bet your sweet tart tart ass. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> Nothing more American than AEW wrestling. Until WWE can get their act together, I will still watch it, but we will be covering AEW probably a little bit heavier on this podcast. Well, I'll tell you, when WWE gets Braun Strowman to come back, I'm going to switch back over. (laughs) Bet you're choo-chooing ass. (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, We love AEW here. We love all wrestling when it's it's good, even when it's bad. I like good wrestling. I like it good or I like it really really yeah, bad horribly wrong <laughs> like all those uh what's that stupid thing they put on uh it's it's the good brothers that put it on what is it oh, uh, talking shop or whatever talking shop of mania yeah just slapstick all day long it's so bad it's good uh speaking Thanks, ferguson yeah <laughs> and chad too bad i remember both of them chad too bad you know what we have to watch that sometime yeah and, like review it on here good lord it's it's a botch fest um Speaking of botching and wrestling, Adam, if you could right now, who would you choke slam? Excalibur off the stage through f- three flaming tables and then three barbed wire cover tables. <laughs> I hope his mask rips off and his tongue falls out. Jesus. So there's a there's a plethora of hatred in the Jojitorium for, yeah. for Excalibur. You thought I was going to say Kenny Omega. Nope. I really thought you You know were. what? Excalibur's definitely lighter, too. I could throw him Oh, harder. you could for sure. He's not as thick yeah. as Kenny Omega. It's a thousand percent. Dude, Kenny Omega's thick. Just render him speechless. Render him dead. Well, either way. We're all, better. Is, we're all better off either way. Where is New Jack when you need him? R.I.P. R.I.P. Rip, rip, rip. So if I could choke slam anybody right now, I don't know. Uh, I gotta pick somebody, right? Somebody has to get these hands. I really, it's it's a tough question for me, man, because I you know I want to choke slam a lot of people. Oh, I thought that these hands meant it was gonna be crunched. I can't choke slam him. He's fucking huge. Unless he helps me sell. Like if he jumps with me and I can sell it, I definitely would choke. While slam. you're thinking, yeah. After Excalibur falls through all those tables yeah. we talked about, and his tongue falls out. I speaking of news, Jack, I would then mass transit him. Cool. <laughs> You're trying to get a felony, man. Yes. I'll take a felony to get that man off my TV Felony screen. assault. Did they get TNT in prison? Federal prison? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then I'm good. Jesus. Okay. As long as I can still watch AEW. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Because I am a fanboy. Yes. Suck it, haters. <laughs> if I could choke somebody right now, it'd be that one dumb asshole from Minnesota that gave us heat the other day. I thought... No, Montana. Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Minnesota. Secondary murder capital of the world. Uh, yeah, that dumb asshole from Montana who's giving me shit for uh, having a cool sponsor. Yeah, I'm still mad about it. Come through. Come, Pittsburgh, PA, baby. You hit me up. You see what happens. I'm going to choke slam her. That's your pick? I'm picking her. Oh. I'm still hot about it. Mine's better. Who do you got? No, you, mine's better. Caliber? I thought yeah. you had somebody else. No. I'm going to tell you right now, man. For somebody to eclipse my hatred of Kenny Omega. It's that's impressive. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's Alistair Black. It's, it's Tommy. And I fought him in 
1982, none of you fuckers care about it. Like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Stop inserting yourself. <laughs> you're not in the ring anymore, buddy. And nobody wants you in the ring anymore. Take either. your mask off. You're a fucking white dude from California. <laughs> you're not fucking a lucha. Asshole. You're not a luchador. You're not a lucha. Never have been, never will be. So, uh, we have a listener email here. It says, uh, hey, boys, I've been dating for a really long time, or I've been single for a really long time. I've tried dating different women from all over the place. I am scared to do online dating, but I don't think I connect with people face-to-face very well. Is online dating worth it, or should I keep going on being a hot sauce chugging dum-dum trying to talk to women at bars? Love and grilled cheese, Alex. Just stay single. Who gives a fuck? That was racist. <laughs> you know how much free porn there is out there? Yeah. <laughs> Port Porthub doesn't need a login. Like you could they say sign in, but you don't have to. <laughs> Keep your money. <laughs> Keep all your video game playing time. Yeah. Enjoy. I love my wife. But yeah. the dating scene, especially if you're like I don't know how old you are, Alex, yeah. but if you're over thirty, it's just a fucking plethora of single mothers looking for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Do I sound bitter? Just a touch. Uh, no, it, it, it's just rough. Once it you get past really it. is, man. There's nothing wrong with a, a, a nice no single mother. There's not. There's not anything wrong with that. Adam was just caught in a in a flurry. I got caught. Yeah, I got. I have. He's I have still some, mad about Excalibur. Love is a battlefield, and I have some battle wounds from dating. Yes. Uh, before I found my wife, but yeah, yeah. post thirties dating is just it's tough, shit man. Twenties dating is a lot of fun. Twenties dating is a lot of fun because there's no end game. Nobody, yeah, nobody's, nobody thinks of nobody's it, responsible yet. Yeah. yeah, thirty. There's yeah. Everybody goes into dating in their thirties with like this preconceived yeah. notion of what it needs to be. This is what I. This is who I'll marry. This is who I'll be. I'll say because we're just bitter, it, tattered flags. By the time you turn thirty, absolutely. Like all the things that made me fun in my twenties makes me a problem in my thirties. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it all just solidified, and now I'm just that guy. The only thing that's the same is my drinking. Habits. Oh yeah, the drinking habits. Have only, if anything, they've only just increased. the recovery times also increased. Oh yeah, so. that's the part that sucks the most. I will say, as a man who found his wife on online dating eleven years ago, that was cool, but. Not now. I have friends that signed up for now, and like, uh, and most mostly women who ask me about it because it's always like, "Oh my god, you found your wife online? That's so cute." Then they ask me about it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I use Match. I use Match.com. It's a service you pay for." I'm like, "I'm not going to go on like Plenty of Fish or any, you know, Tom, Dick, or Harry can get on there." Um, So I used I used Match, and it was great. And then one of my friends who tried it, she's like, "All I get are just dicks, and I pay for it." I pay for dick pics now. I was like, well, you can just go on Instagram. She's like, I hate social media. I was like, if you just want to get dick pics, she's like, I don't want dick pics. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Because uh, also, too, <laughs> Matt matches like. If you just want dick pics, I got something to send you. Yeah, I mean, z- z- that's your phone. <laughs> that's my dick. <laughs> Good Lord. Never mind. I'm not as, I'm not as uh, bitter as you. Man. No, no. It's, I can, I can tell you that uh, I, tr- I, I, I besmirched plenty of fish because I tried it before I tried match. And let me tell you that anybody can go oh, yeah. on plenty oh, of fish. I've been on there. I've been on there. Ooh. I've done the Tinder thing. Did a little bit of grinder in my time. <laughs> <laughs> that one's convenient because they come to you. Yeah, they come to me. Uh, no, I think online dating, if you're trying it for a specific reason, I think Tinder still works because of for what it is. But if you're going to do online dating, I'd say use pay services because you're going to actually like hopefully not get dick pics, but you're going to find someone who actually wants yeah. to, you know, have a conversation. With yeah. You. And I, I will be serious and agree with Matt. I mean, yeah. it is, it is good to find somebody for no sure. matter what your preferences are just to find somebody. Cause, uh, people who are single die earlier. Yeah. So that's, that's not a lie. Unless you ask Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah. Stats don't lie. Yeah. 
Um, I'll say stop chugging hot sauce. We only do it on here because we're funny. You shouldn't do it in your real life. Yeah, it hurts. and I, I mean, not to get into my bathroom too often, <laughs> but my my poo poos were orange the next day, he, like bright atomic yeah. toxic Avenger orange. The the text message I received from Adam the day after we did the the heritage hot sauce chugging punishment, where I I I almost felt your pain through the text. Five. Yeah. Five painful lava shits before <laughs> noon. I was shitting every half hour. It, oh. Not only that, but I got woken up by one at like 7 a.m. That sucks, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're just trying rough. to sleep in. I was okay the, the day I did it. Yeah. It was all the, the next, next day. The next morning, man. Because I remember when you were like, when you burped, like, it's like, you can get like a vegetal. It's nice. It's it's, it's so pleasant. And I was like, oh, it's going to be pleasant tomorrow. Nope. <laughs> so stop chucking hot sauce, dum dum. Uh, talk to women if you want to try online dating if you want to just do whatever works for you yeah, just don't chug that hot sauce yeah don't chug hot sauce so uh, speaking of chugging stuff Adam you continue to make some of the best beers in the Berg so I gotta know what's on tap and where can people find us I'm super prepared this week I got a calendar together now. it's so good <laughs> so uh, what's on tap uh, we still have the pineapple jalapeno uh, triple retired agent on uh, for now and we have the brutal kitty on and then by the time you're listening to this on Sunday afternoon or Monday and forward, we will have the Jason Sleeping Bag, which is our toasted marshmallow IPA made with Idaho 7 hops exclusively. Just a single hopper. Smash, um, baby. But where you can find us, get your pens and pencils out, yeah. boys and girls. Starting this Saturday, July 31st, we will be at the Schoolkill County Brewfest in Pottsville, PA. And again, we will be serving with 412, who uh, sponsored us at the beginning of the episode. Uh, so look for the 412 tent. We'll be off to the side there with our own little keg of the Jason sleeping bag. It'll be ready for the festival. So come get some toasted marshmallow IPA. Then August 29th is the North Hills Home Brew Fest in Cheswick, PA. Uh, so a little bit North Hills, a little yeah. north of the city, a little outside of the city. Closer to uh, me, man. Our first time doing this one. We've wanted to do it for the last two years and then COVID years, so three years. And now we're finally getting to do it. Really excited. We'll be coming to you with what beers we'll be bringing there very shortly probably in two episodes yeah or so. that's it uh then september 18th brews and bruises we talked about that on this podcast before it's happening september 18th pro wrestling craft beer at the green tree sportsplex buy your tickets now they are on sale the next day september 19th we are at homebrew and chill in greensburg at all saints brewing company buy your tickets now i think they're they on, sale. on sale check it out yeah. they are on sale buy them up then November 6th, we are doing the Drink the Cookie Table. It's a dessert beer fest with some really big national names. Yeah. Um, Pump, the answer is going to be there. Aslan Brewing is going to be there as well as some others. I yeah. can't remember right now. I, I can only say that one, not to interrupt you, but that one, even if you don't want to come see us, come see yeah. those breweries. You, it's, it's not often you get breweries like that that come to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and that'll be one of my favorite places to serve at. I do a home brew fest there usually every winter. Uh, it's at Spirit in Lawrenceville. So Lovely venue. Come check it out. Great concert venue, great place to oh, drink yeah. too. And then finally, and the one I'm most honored to be invited to do because we're going to be one of the only home brewers there, the First Sip Brew Box presents Hops with Heroes. This is a veterans business, veteran breweries, uh, beer fest. Uh, we are going to get paired with a veteran business to do a collab for this. It is two sessions. It'll be November 13th. The They do have a location. They just haven't released the mm -hmm. details on it yet. So it'll be in the Allentown, Mount, Mount Oliver area for everybody wondering. But the exact venue uh, has not been completely put out there yet. But we will let you know mm -hmm. 
uh, when it does. And like I said, huge uh, honor for Dennis to invite us to be a part of that, uh, yes. given that it, he's a veteran. Uh, it's a veteran brew fest. I think, I mean, between that, the cookie table, the wrestling event, these are all like really cool concepts for brew fests. Um, and as much as I like my wrestling, I'm very honored uh, being a DOD civilian to be able to do this Veterans Brew Fest, and I'm going to try to knock it out of the park. Absolutely. Uh, to, to know that we can stand side-by-side side with some of the some of the veterans that have served this country and also to be next to some of the most uh, popular uh, breweries in the scene, uh, it's humbling for sure. Um, and when you buy your tickets for all these events, because you should, make sure you tag you hashtag us. It's the yeah. Bash Brew Beer Fest Tour 2021. Yeah. And then after November 13th, maybe we can take a breather and get some stuff back in yeah. the auditorium. Then we can have some sampling. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, I know. I'm just not going to tell you what That's I'm making right. for North Hills. North Hills is going to be great. We already know what we're taking to drink the cookie table. Uh, and those are going to be great. Everything else still kind of up yeah. in the air. But we're bringing bangers. We have a we have a big boy for Brews and Bruises. Oh, if you get your tickets, September 18th. Yeah. So, if you want to find out what's happening down here in the Brew Lab in the Jojitorium, you just got to follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitter. Don't forget to follow him on Untapped. As always, if you want to know what's happening down here in the Jojitorium with the boys, follow us at DecayingWTB on all social media. That is, again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to send in, send in your listener emails, DecayingWTB at gmail.com. And, again, if you buy tickets to these events that we're going to be at, let us know. Hashtag Bash Brew Beer Tour. 2021. So until next time, from the boys to y'all, cheers. Cheers.